Exodus chapter 17 verses 1 through 7 From the wilderness of Sin the whole congregation of the Israelites journeyed by stages as the Lord had commanded They camped at Rephidim and but there was no water for the people to drink The people quarreled with Moses and said Give us water to drink Moses said to them Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test the Lord? But the people thirsted there for water, and the people complained against Moses and said, Why did you bring us out of Egypt to kill us and our children and livestock with thirst? Moses cried out to the Lord, What shall I do with this people? They are almost ready to stone me. The Lord said to Moses, Go on ahead of the people and take some of the elders of Israel with you. Take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile and go. I will be standing there in front of you on the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock and water will come out of it, so that the people may drink. Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. He called the place Massa and Meribah, because the Israelites quarreled and tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? It's crazy that it's been a year, but this is the year anniversary of when we had to shift to virtual worship. We've been thinking and talking a lot about wilderness experience of Lent um, in our scriptures. And, you know, I think if ever there was a wilderness experience in my lifetime, it's certainly this pandemic. What has been your wilderness experience? So the beginning was really hard because you know, I just, there were so many emotions and I couldn't put a name to them. There were so many feelings that I just couldn't like identify and being an extroverted introvert. I do love being around a lot of people. And, you know, we're at church, we were having coffee hours, we were gathering, and then all of that just vanished. And I didn't realize how much I thrived on that until it was gone. Um, so the, definitely the isolation, lack of being around people and how I just had this void. I had this emptiness that I couldn't fill no matter how hard I tried. The in-person energy that I get that radiates from other people that I just didn't have. And that was a really big part of the wilderness experience for me. You probably wouldn't be surprised to know that I'm a pretty social person and that I like being with people and my family. And I was, you know, tutoring children. So I was people everywhere all around. And so the, the wilderness for me came early on when, um, when we decided that it wasn't safe for me to be with my family because my daughter-in-law is an x-ray technician at a hospital 
My son is a police sergeant and who knows what he was running into every day. So we all decided that it was best that I not be in close proximity. And and so that was really difficult for me. Um, It was months when I couldn't be close to them. They would drop off groceries to my house and I could wave from afar. But it was from March until probably early June when we could be outside a little bit that I was able to be with them outside. Not close, not hugging, not you know, what we would normally do, but at least in the proximity of them. Yeah. That was truly uh, a wilderness for me. Um, I think the hardest thing for us at the beginning, there were sort of phases of difficulties. Um, I think the hardest at the beginning was just balancing both Charlie and I being um, full-time working professionals and also having three children schooling from home. Um, not really knowing what that looks like, the schools not really knowing what that looks like, what the expectations were for schools. Um, I mean, between the five of us, we were involved with four different schools. So that was hard. Um, just not knowing what was coming was really difficult. Um, you know, we were shut down for a week and then it became two weeks and then it became a month and then it became two months and then it became the rest of the school year. So it was just this like very slow um, unfolding and with no, we're teachers, we plan for things, you know, there was like no resolution anywhere. So um, we just took it honestly one day at a time and <laughs> we, we did it. We're, we're still doing it. Um, but yeah, that's, it was just, just the not knowing the, you know, no light anywhere. Um, yeah. Really difficult. It's a different wilderness experience than I would have expected is I sort of see wilderness experiences being out there by yourself in the wilderness, in the, wilderness, in the <laughs> desert. I've had, I think the thing that I noticed the most was the children, because that's where I worked a lot, was the children. When the children were isolated from their friends and their peers, and they couldn't go to school, and they couldn't even go out and play, really, with friends in the neighborhood, they could go play by themselves. Sports ended, you know, any kind of thing like that ended. I saw sad children, you know, and it's not natural to see sad children. Um, That's been very intense, very intense. I've definitely seen the people that are like, I am tuned out. I am cut off. I'm tired. You know, I've definitely seen that. So, you know, it's, it's always been hard to find ways to connect with them. And then the other wilderness for me was I've been tutoring uh, in person with children. And suddenly we learned that we couldn't do that. We couldn't be together in this and, and teach the way we normally did. And there was this thing called Google meeting and zoom which I have to confess, in March of last year, I had no idea that what it was and, and how to do it. But in a very short time, me and all the teachers had to learn how to teach. And I teach special needs children. I had to learn how to teach a special needs child who might be 20 miles away from me in a room with a computer. And, and it was daunting. Anytime I got discouraged I just had to think oh my goodness girl here you are safe in a in a comfortable house you have hot running water you have a 
a, a comfy bed to climb into at night. You've got your your loving caregivers, you know, Chris and my daughter Jill joined us in December. And, uh, you know, there, there are people out there who, I mean, we talk wilderness. They are in the wilderness. There's a lot of suffering going on. Very much, very much. These wilderness stories in the in mm-hmm. scripture, whether it's the angels at the end of Jesus's wilderness mm-hmm. temptation, or the woman at the well when he's in the desert, or the water from the rock, and, and when the Israelites are lost, um, you know, there's always a um, there's always a, a moment of nourishment or uh, comfort, or you know, God's presence being made somehow known. And so, I wondered if there was any particular sort of God moment that you had during this that. Um, uh, that made the wilderness more bearable and, and less isolating. Virtual church services, especially in those early days where I couldn't be with anybody, those were so calming and so inspiring and so peaceful. The music, the hearing familiar voices read scripture, mm-hmm. hearing your voice, hearing the music. Virtual worship, doing doing the the production grind really did fill my cup. It just was so meaningful to so many different people. It was like, I can't go save lives. So I'm just going to remind people that there is God and faith and you have something to lean on when, you know, you feel so overwhelmed with what, um, what's going on. There was such, you know, a stark contrast of like, I could control like the 50% of my life to, I can control the 10% of my life and handing it over to God and having, a vehicle to do that. Like it wasn't going to go get my degree in divinity school, but I could help with virtual worship. It just, it just filled my cup in so many different ways. Wilderness, the, the services are an oasis in the wilderness. They are. We, yeah. we found ourselves just wanting to yeah, get join. And join and even get our daughter. To yeah. Jill, yeah. Jill says, she feels it's going to be a lot easier for her to start attending church in person now that she's attended these virtual um, services. Being part of a virtual church production and sitting on my couch every Sunday and watching it, I, you know, at first it was like, we're not going to church. Oh, we have like an extra few hours to just hang out at home and we don't have to drive to Little Compton. And but I I miss it. But at the same time, like the virtual church has really brought me to a different place spiritually than I ever thought that watching church on TV could. Mm-hmm. So I'm very grateful for those services and the work that the team has done to keep those going. And just like looking at it from a different perspective with the imagery and the music. And that's an experience that you don't get when you're sitting in church, you know? So there are a lot of things that you don't get about church when you're home, but I think it goes the other way too. I think that there's been a lot of opportunities for connection, but, you know, on the other hand, there, a lot of people are burned out. That's been another light in this whole thing is being able to have the small groups that we started at church have really uh, continued. And uh, it's been very important. We have gotten to know virtually mm-hmm. a number of people that we probably wouldn't have gotten to know if we just appearing in church on, on a Sunday morning. Uh, so that's been that's a blessing. Yeah. That is a blessing. And I think it just makes me that more, more great, that much more grateful. I feel like I've become very close with the church family 
during COVID. That's another thing. Like I, you know, I had friends and good relationships with the church community, but I feel like we really have had to come together and like, we've been in the trenches trying to like help each other through, keep the church going. And that, that makes you feel good. Like you see the hard work that goes into a production every single week and all the little tiny nuances that as a viewer, you wouldn't even necessarily realize are going on. Um, but it does make you grateful and really like, you know, I, I feel especially like we've landed in the right church community when you're part of something like that. This was a, a time that gave us time for more reflection. Yes. Because we're not, we can't, you know, say, oh, well, let's go out to dinner and, you know, forget about it. Um, I think I've, I think I definitely um, become more of a frequent prayer. Um, not that I didn't pray before, but I think I've like kind of now figured out what that means and how that means different things for different people. And that's okay. There was a couple of times where like all of the stars were aligning in just the right way. Um, one of them was the, the weekend that we filmed for Christmas Eve, which was basically the, the amount of effort that it probably takes to put a movie together <laughs> and to get 50 people and sheep and, and, and alpacas and donkeys all on the same day in this, in the right order. Like when I, when I say that, like all of the criteria aligned, it really was that, you know, no one got bitten by a donkey. No one got stepped on by an alpaca. Everybody was available. Like it was such, it was, it was like, okay, I'm, I'm pretty good at scheduling things, but I didn't, there was a lot of things I had no control over. Um, even downright to the sun shining and like, it just, it was awesome. It was such a, a miraculous weekend of filming. Um, another moment was when we were filming the brass band and just to hear the Christmas music live again was just, I was really overcome with emotion, but it was hard because I didn't have anybody to share it with. It was, you know, my husband and I filming in um, this beautiful barn but that was, it was like, I missed it a collective experience of being with people and experiencing everything at the same time. The other one that I've been thinking a lot about is the story of the Israelites in the wilderness, which is, they're not alone, right? They're with each other, but they're going through kind of a painful transformation and it takes a long time for them to get 40 years to the promised land, right? They're People have been changed in lots of different small ways, which I think is going to add up to a really, really big, hopeful outcome in the end. I'm really impressed with the older generation and how they've adapted to technology. Um, I think that there was a lot of things that we as a culture were really um, would never do or we would not do because of just the, the circumstances didn't lend itself or it just opens up such a realm of possibility that we didn't think about before. Um, I'm running a small group right now called Sabbath. It's a it's a Sabbath centered class. And one of the participants is in Georgia. She couldn't have done that if we were meeting in person. It just brings me such joy because I'm connecting with people I never would have seen. And I have a new knee and two new shoulders during this time. I mean, come on. One of the, the wonderful things that happened in this wilderness was a lot of people pitched in to help with that. A lot of people, a lot of, uh, lessons about how to use Zoom, how to use Google Meet happened. And uh, we learned it in a very short time. We learned it. And, and then it became the thing that got us together with our friends and with our church. And 
all of those things. So out of out of that wilderness came something that I am so grateful for knowing how to do. Zoom has been amazing. We never did Zoom before. We see our little granddaughters a few times a week. We don't hug them, but we hear, you know, ah, I see green grass. Summer is coming, says oh, Sammy oh, up oh. there in Vermont, you know. Um, that has been amazing. I mean, I, I, I'm in a book group here. I'm in a journaling and anti-racism book group there in Rhode Island. And and then the church services have been wonderful. They have really been sp- special, very special. The situation that's happening globally and um, has definitely made an impact on the way I view things and what's important and what's not as important as I thought it was Um, put things in perspective as, you know, a a working mom, a wife, uh, a teacher, uh, a friend, a colleague, like there's so many different pieces of my life that I have to be grateful for. And, and to think back a year ago, like the stuff I was worrying about doesn't really seem that important anymore, you know? So I think it's given me perspective and it's definitely strengthened my, my sense of faith. I've been reflecting on this for a while because I, now I feel like we're finally seeing that light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and I, I truly believe that a lot of good has come out of this. And, um, although a year ago, if you told me I would have been isolated with my family for a year, I might've said, I don't think I could ever handle that. But the time that I've been able to spend with them has really, I feel like taken our, the chemistry of our family and just the relationships that I have. It's forced me to slow down and really kind of as many days as there were when I wanted to like lose my mind over schooling kids and doing my own job. It really has forced me to just sort of slow down and um, just, you know, take the time and be patient and be gracious and just be with my family. And I think that's, you know, in a busy world, we don't, we don't ever just slow down. And this really did force us to completely slow down our pace. Patience and grace, really those, those muscles that I I had, they weren't always great. They weren't always in shape have now then expanded. Um, But the uh, shoulder requires a lot of patience because you're, you're in a sling. Yeah. Six weeks, you can't drive. Um, you have, you to have sleep to, in the sling. You have to wear it, 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 it at night in bed. You have to wear it if you're out walking, just around the house. After several weeks, I didn't have to wear the sling. But it's, it, I mean, it's just so. I, you know, I, patience, patience was what was. Um, I think I'm getting more creative and more intentional with like sending letters or sending a text message, or even if they don't respond and just know that I'm thinking of them so that, you know, they, they might fill their cup a little bit more. And the angels, you know, the angels are always with us, right? I think we just have to be patient. And I know a year is a long time, but I think, I think in the end, it will have been worth the struggles because the resilience that we've had to develop to get through this. And to be there for each other and to be compassionate. And I have a sense of empathy for my own students who, that I probably didn't have as much as I did a year, uh, as much as I do now, you know, so. Just gratitude that we've gotten through it and, yeah. um, and with all the help that we all pulled together and did it, you know, our, 
our church, our community, our world, we all, our families, we all pull together. We're like suspended in time. And it's such a strange phenomenon. But if you think about it, like our biblical story is suspended in time. Yet we find so many different ways to, to use those messages in the Bible to make, to, to, to bring hope, to bring faith, to have a renewed sense of purpose. Yeah. I remember those stars that you gave out with the words on them. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. This is my word when I was talking about being with my family. Wow. So I, I kept that on my dresser and I just kept looking at that word all year. (laughs) And it's true. Like the time that we've spent together where there are days when I'm like, ah, most of the time it's just this new appreciation for family and slowing down. The light, you talk about seeing some lightness in this. It's happening just as the earth is waking up. You know, we're seeing the daffodils come up. We're seeing the snowdrops come up. We're seeing leaves or buds are on the trees. And and so the earth is waking up. And I feel like with the vaccine and with greater knowledge and with more daylight in the the day that we are we are seeing some light. And and so being ever so grateful for the many, many, many people that put together these vaccines that are giving us some relief and uh, medications and the people that did all the hard and dangerous work at first. I mean, I think we'll appreciate them with a new uh, gratitude uh, forever that I hope we don't ever forget. I'm glad it's spring. Somehow the, the reliability of spring is just so helpful and affirming. Oh, there's so much hope. Like I felt, especially I think with the change in weather lately and the longer days and I mean, you just kind of feel it. I feel like the the world is breathing a little bit easier now. I will be able to swim next summer. I will swim and, and maybe even kayak. We'll see about that, but I have to, you know. I'm looking forward to the day when we can all sing together and oh. hug. Yeah. And in that new space. No, isn't it so exciting? How that work could proceed so well because, you know, I mean. So having that, you know, that that timing and it's just, I just envision hopefully later this summer, we have this big celebration and the doors are wide open and the sun is shining and it'll be like, okay, I think we did it. I think we made it through. Um, I, I think it'll be just, Beautiful. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about our church, we invite you to connect with us on our website, www.ucclittlecompton.org. If you'd like to support our ministries, you can find a link to our donation page in the show notes for this episode. We also invite you to share this podcast or leave us a rating or review to help others find us. Our virtual worship team is the Reverend Rebecca Floyd Marshall, Senior Minister, Michael Bauman, Piano and Organ, Lily Clark, Project Manager, Cam Clark, Video Production, Alex Floyd Marshall, Audio Engineer, and Charlie Thomas, Readings Coordinator. The horn and string music you hear is performed by the Thomas family. Special thanks this week to Debbie Kelchner, 
who joined the Thomas family on flute. In our church, it is our tradition to end every service with this simple blessing. God be with you till we meet again. By God's counsels, guide uphold you. With his sheep securely fold you. God be with you till we meet again. Go in peace.